Day 18. Posted, August 21st, 2002, 11.44 p.m. Roland Fatties. When I awoke, I realized that once again, I had forgotten to establish today's precise plan of attack before leaving the studio last night. It's become obvious that Willie prefers to be the kind of general who gives me my marching orders on a need-to-know basis at the beginning of the day. Unfortunately, I must relay those commands to a bunch of nimrods who clearly prefer anarchy over any semblance of order. I didn't even bother to call Willie this morning, as what he was planning to record was far less relevant than who actually had a bug up his ass to be recording. Once that band member stepped forward at the start of the day, then, and only then, would I know what we were recording. By default. Today it was Dumbass who was standing in the room performing lame and futile attempts at mind tricks. He, being of little brain, was not able to control me, but I figured I'd let him have his way, so I obliged him. Dumbass was setting up what looked to be brand spanking new timbales in the room. I actually laughed out loud at the thought of Dumbass being so idiotic as to lay timbales on the only production that I could think of that might be ready for percussion parts. But he couldn't understand what I found so humorous, and with that, my laughter turned to horror. So, we're recording timbales? I asked casually and cautiously. Duh! Duh! You got it! Dumbass stated with his usual and tiresome shtick. I found Lance and asked him to set up a microphone, which was all well and good until Dumbass informed me that he wanted the timbales to be stereo. Ah, yes, stereo. So I had Lance set up two microphones for stereophonic recording. It seems that everyone wants his instrument in stereo. Sometimes a stereo presentation of an instrument is a good thing. Usually, such presentation is not a good thing. Don't get me wrong, I tend to use the entire stereo image when mixing. I like very wide mixes with elements of the mix coming from the far sides of the stereo field. But unrealistic stereo presentations of a single instrument across the sound field are not, in my experience, an effective use of stereo. While there are two timbales, were you actually in the room with them, their sound would have a specific point of origin. Still, it wasn't an unreasonable request. If Cotton wanted his timbales in stereo, I was happy to oblige. I'm not quite sure if Dumbass was trying to impress some Latin girl from his English-as-a-second-language class, as it's well documented that his mother was a poor immigrant from Great Britain, or if he had just gotten a set of timbales for his birthday. Tito Puente he was not, and the sound of a syncopated Latin timbale beat on top of a shuffle was just too much for me to bear. As far as I was concerned, it was high time that Lance get the recording experience his uncle so very much wanted for him. Lance! I yelled out as he was kibitzing with fingers in the shitter. You're in charge. Call me when he's done. I left poor Lance to get the experience of a lifetime as I took a lesson from Willie and exited stage left. Lance was now on his way to becoming a professional recordist. With my handing over the reins, he would have an additional engineering credit. In the not-so-distant future, full-sale students would be listening to his records and marveling at how great his timbali recordings were. Lance had completed the transition from assistant to engineer in an instant. Of course, when I had returned, Lance was actually well on his way to getting a full engineering credit, because Dumbass had managed to record what I could only describe as a complete percussion clusterfuck. Aside from the timbales, 
which were excessive in their own right. Dumbass also recorded an egg shaker, a tambourine, a wood block. I swear I haven't seen a wood block since high school. A cowbell, congas, and maracas. None of which actually went with the song or the production. Worse yet, Dumbass made sure to fill in every 30-second note of the production with some form of percussion, and he did so with an incredible lack of skill or understanding of what excessively out-of-place and out-of-time percussion parts can do to a rock production. Zimbabwe. Timbale. Shake. Zither. Good. Hand drum. Double speed zither. Humberback frog. I chose to throw caution to the wind. I think Ricky Martin uses less percussion than that. Dumbass laughed uncomfortably and continued listening to his rhythmic disaster. After about 30 seconds passed by, it was as if my words had somehow percolated the tiny little area in his brain that the spoken word must successfully permeate in order to be processed and understood. He finally replied to my comment. I doubt it. Ricky Martin used a lot of percussion. I suppose I shouldn't expect that Dumbass might be able to detect the subtle differences between sarcasm and discussion. When Dumbass was finished laying down his out-of-time percussion solo over the full course of the production, he asked me if I would make him a percussion-only mix. Will you be playing it for your mother? <laughs> no. Dumbass replied, craning his neck out like a chicken. Had I an axe, I might have chopped his head off. I wasn't in the mood for a journey to the trough, so I had Lance make a percussion mix for Dumbass's future enjoyment as I went to take a leak in Fingers' bathroom. The fuck is that guy think he's anyway, puppy? Fucking puppy? Give me a break. What are you doing, y'all? Fingers asked in a very distressed manner. I just finished eating some asparagus for lunch and I thought I'd share. I thought you were done editing. I'm checking, dog. You don't have to go number two, do you? Fingers made me laugh with that inquiry, and I began missing the toilet. Which seemed to upset him even more. I think I got some urine on his parka, which lay dangerously close to the commode. But somehow he didn't notice, and I didn't dare tell him of the accident. He was without a doubt the most uptight white person who thought he was a black person that I ever met. And I've met more than a few in my time in L.A. <clears throat> so wrong. But I digress. I have no idea why I was in such a mood today. Sometimes I get like this when I feel the entire world has reached the epitome of insanity. Sometimes lack of sleep makes it worse. I think it's some sort of deep-rooted coping method that prevents me from going postal or something. When I get like this, my purpose in life is to fuck with everybody who crosses my path. No one is immune. Unfortunately, there was no one left. Eeyore and Johnny weren't around, and Willie still hadn't arrived. When Willie finally did arrive, he was very interested in hearing the percussion parts the dumbass was so excited about. 
Apparently, Dumbass had greeted him at the patio and informed Willie just how much his percussion parts were helping the song. Yeah, right. Willie was very keen on hearing them and being mildly amused at the prospect of Willie's reaction. I obliged by pressing play on the tape machine. I made my way to the back of the room. Willie sat motionless in front of the speakers. I was directly behind him at the couch. But when you've been working at a studio for longer than a day, you figure out that you can watch the expressions of people at the console from the reflection in the glass that separates the room from the womb. I have a setting on the automatic program dimmer selector that allows me the maximum amount of reflection, and I often hit it just before I play someone something. I could tell by the wide-eyed expression on Willie's face that he was appalled by the wretched percussion parts, although he had to bite his tongue because dumbass was in the room. Slowly, Willie leaned into the console and started muting percussion parts and listening to each part individually with the track. I could see him trying to figure out what the hell was going on with these percussion parts. Finally, when the song ended, Willie stopped the tape and pronounced his feelings on the subject of Dumbass's percussion parts. He did so with supreme clarity and absolute conviction, holding back nothing. Uh... I decided it might be best if I jumped in as Willie was in the midst of a very awkward pause. Perhaps it's a bit much. I chimed in. Hmm, yes, perhaps. Willie echoed as he snapped his head to look at me, seeming relieved that I had managed to bail him out. Well, I guess we could mute the woodblock, but that's a mixed thing, right? Dumbass replied, deep in thought. Indeed, I said with conviction, doing everything in my power to hold back my laughter at the incredulous look on Willie's face. Willie explained to Dumbass that he needed to live with the percussion parts for a moment, and pretended that he needed to run an errand for which he needed my expertise. Fortunately, Dumbass didn't question this, or worse yet, offer to tag along, so Willie's white lie didn't have to blossom into a tale that only Lucille Ball could rival. As we got into Willie's car... I knew exactly what the errand was that we were going to run. I'm not quite sure how I knew. I suppose sometimes you just get a sense for these sorts of things. Sushi time! I exclaimed, and I was right! Once Willie realized that I knew how bad the percussion parts were, he went through a variety of stages. First, he expressed relief that I wasn't the architect of such atrocities. Then horror that dumbass was. Then, after we had a couple of beers and some sushi... He couldn't stop laughing about it. Of course, my singing the song and dancing like a goofball playing timbales wasn't helping matters. I offered my consultation to Willie, expressing that I thought we should play the percussion for the rest of the band tomorrow so they could be the ones to tell him it sucks ass. Then I suggested that we record guitars on the other song that Willie had already approved the drum edits on. He agreed, and that's what we did. I felt fortunate as Johnny on the spot wasn't at the studio when we returned. Apparently, he'd come and split when he heard we were gone. We were actually able to rip through guitars on another song with Eeyore. Willie decided to stick around tonight and run the guitar overdub session rather than exit stage left. He even ran the controls, as I lay in the back of the room on the couch, occasionally shouting out orders like I was the producer and he was the engineer. You rolling? As I did so, I did what any good producer would do. I rolled a fatty. Mixer man. <laughs> 